Welcome to the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast. Isa itong Bible Study Podcast by Pinoy's for Pinoy's. Just uh, friends around the table, conversational lang, na inductive, aka expository style. Hindi kami experts, most of us are young professionals, but we do our best to study context and let scripture speak for itself. We go book by book, but we also have special study topics once in a while. But before we start, salamat, thanks for joining us, and kung trip nyo tong ginagawa namin, please subscribe. My name is Gooch. And I'm Rainier. And this is Ben. All right. And uh, we're going to go straight to the text. We're going to discuss Esther 1, 22 verses. Tapos we're going to talk about yung historical setting. Mm-hmm. So these are just okay. to get some dates mm-hmm. and whatever. Just so to put us into the perspective kung nasaan uh, tayo sa timeline. And then second, some major factors that cover the whole book. Right. And the third, we're going to... Ano chunks we're going to discuss... And then another thing then, guys, um, so again, we're just geeking out on the Bible. We may have some facts that we missed out. You know, if we want to discuss Esther, we could like go on for hours over hours. Yeah. Because we're sort of uh, time-bound then. We're going to have to skip on a lot of these other elements. Yeah. Okay. Before we start, why don't we go through our reading? Esther 1. This is what happened during the time of Xerxes. The Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa, and in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. The military leaders of Persia and Medea, princes and the nobles of the provinces were present. For a full 180 days, he displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. When these days were over, The king gave a banquet, lasting seven days, in the enclosed garden of the king's palace, for all the people, from the least to the greatest, who were in the citadel of Susa. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen, fastened with cords of white linen and purple material, the silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold each one different from the other, and the royal wine was abundant, in keeping with the king's liberality. By the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink with no restrictions, for the king instructed all the wine stewards to serve each man what he wished. Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when King Xerxes was in high spirits from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, Mehuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagtha, Zether, and Carcas, to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown, in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke to the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king. Karshina, Sethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Meres, Marsena, and Memukan, the seven nobles of Persia and Medea who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. According to law, what must be done to Queen Vashti? he asked. She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken to her. Then Mamukan replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, 
but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Medea, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then, when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice, so the king did as Memukan proposed. He sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom, to each province in its own script, and to each people in their own language, proclaiming that every man should be ruler over his own household using his native tongue. First is historical setting. Okay, ang source natin dito sa historical background ng Esther is really this historian Herodotus. Kasi siya yung nag-document ng mga bagay na nangyari ng mga panahong yan. And here in the story, this was the third year of the reign of King Xerxes. Right. Nung, nung naging hari siya, he was only 32 years old. So, so at this point, he was only 35. Napakabata oh, niya. Oh, 35 pa lang ako. 35. Oh, he was just me. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine you're ruling an entire, you know, this powerful empire at the age of 35? Okay. Well, 32. But then when our story in the Book of Esther starts, he was 35 years old. Mga anong panahon ba to? Anong year ba to? Okay. Good. This is 483 BC. Okay. Tapos, to put the background, uh, this is 103 years after yung exile. Okay. Uh, after Nebuchadnezzar had taken the Jews into captivity. Right. So yung start of the exile. And then 54 years after Zerubbabel led the first group, yung unang umuwi ng okay. Jerusalem. And 25 years before Ezra led the second group. So ibig sabihin, yung mga taong ng the Jews in Persia, Are the ones who decided to just stay to stay yeah. in the kingdom and not go back to to Israel or oh, to Jerusalem, and, and that could probably be for two reasons. Could be because they already established a life, right? Yung career nila, whatever. Bakal yeah. bakal. Yeah. Why would I don't. risk everything? Oh, oh. and yeah. uh, and the second also about risk. Na the journey from Persia to Jerusalem is around 900 miles. Diba? Okay. And that's wala, wala pang mga walang aeroplano diyan eh. Yeah, it's diba? a very risky oh. trek. Walang so medyo delikado may pagka mad max yung lugar na to na pag da, pag 900 miles yun baka madali sila. Eh. Oh. Mahirap <laughs> yun. yun. Yeah. So yeah. they would probably wouldn't have risked it. A lot of them just chose to stay there. Right. Okay. Yeah, and then second would be big factors. First is uh, we don't know the author. We really don't. Oh, ito nga yung controversial. But for our purpose, we will not try to resolve yeah, yeah, yeah. who uh, wrote the Book of Esther. Yeah. But instead of focusing on that, tingnan natin yung mga bigger themes right, right. In, uh-huh. in this book. Uh-huh. For example, ito nga nakakapagtaka eh. Why was this book even included in the canon of Scripture when there was no mention of God at all? Oh, yun yung big thing. 
God was not even mentioned once. Kaya nga meron din yung nagdududa ngayon pa eh, na parang hindi nga yata dapat nakalagay sa Bible itong Book of Esther because God was not even mentioned right. at all in the book. And the only religious reference was the fasting. The fasting, yeah. Yun lang. The fasting, oh, Yun lang. Yun lang. Oh. Pero later yon. Pero wala talagang just dito. But why do you think God wasn't even mentioned? I think that's going to be like part yeah, of the maganda, story. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's something that we need to understand uh, and discover in this book. We need to explore and understand why, despite the fact that God wasn't even mentioned in the book, it's in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, there's a small issue lang din na uh, parang walang historical records si Vashti. Isang problema yan. Uh, oh. People don't know who Vashti is. Walang pangalang Vashti. We don't know why uh, the author, whoever wrote the book of Esther... Mentioned Vashti. Pero yun naman nakakatawa sa biblical archaeology, for example. In archaeology, they have this principle. Absence of evidence is not evidence of, of absence. absence. Yeah. Kasi it really is a very new science, archaeology. Kaya marami pa tayo na-discover. Right, right. Ngayon, right? Uh-huh. For example, itong si Pilate, akala nung iba na historians... Invento lang yan sa Bible, yung si Pilate na yan. Mm. That, for example, they, that say Luke just came up with this character named Pontius Pilate kasi wala silang makitang records. Oh, ngayon, may nakita na. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. kaya mahirap mag, mag, gumawa ng conclusion na uh, this is not real. Right, this right, is just right. an invention. Uh-huh. Malay mo, later on, they find other documents proving that Vashti was a real Person. Yeah, some, some actually say that person. she had a different name. May suggestion ding yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Anyway, we're not gonna we're not gonna resolve that. Hindi na, hindi na. Another big thing, I think you mentioned this. Yung usually when you watch yung mga Esther na movie, parang mayroong pagka pristine, oh, pure look. Oh, eh. na napaka clean, demure. Demure. Kumbaga sa Pilipino yun yung tinatawag natin hindi makabasag pinggan. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is our image of Esther. Esther. Yeah, I think. Yun yung nakikita ko sa mga DVD, minsan. Oh, yung may pelikula. Marami ng versions ng right. Esther. Uh-huh. And it's always a romanticized version uh-huh. ng story. Like a love story between Circe's right. and, uh-huh. and Esther. Uh-huh. Pero going through the text, eh, parang Hin- there's a Parang of... hindi ganun uh-huh. eh. Kasi halimbawa, isang napakalaro naman na Esther was uh, a member of Cersei's harem. Mm. Eh, ano ba ang servisyong binibigay ng isang babae na kasama sa harem? Hindi naman, si, oh, hindi naman siguro mga pag, sharing your feelings. Yung mga ganun, 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 <laughs> hindi ganun. Kasi, kasi pag pinatrao ka ng hari, papuntayin ka sa kwarto niya, uh-huh. hindi naman siguro dahil magkocrochet kayo ng hari, magkocrostitch kayo, to be blunt about it, you're there to provide a sexual service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. it's for the sexual pleasure of the king. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of compromise in this this story. Um, nga, isa pa yung issue even, dito sa Esther and daming yeah. compromises na ginagawa nung mga main characters like Esther and Mordecai. Yeah, like Mordecai encouraging Esther to even marry a Gentile, a Gentile is definitely against the Jewish law. Yeah, the Torah. Uh-huh. That's karumaldumal uh, so, yun for a, a, a Jewish woman to marry a Gentile. Right. Uh-huh. That's a violation of God's law. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's uh, those are the big factors. And yeah. then we're gonna discuss it in chunks. First is we're gonna go through verses 1 to 8 yeah. which is the party tsaka yung parang lavish description of the palace. Right. And then 9 to 22, which is yung Vashti na scandal. Okay. Yung parang yung nangyari nun uh-huh. kay Vashti. 
Yeah, tignan muna natin yung verses 1 to 8. Kasi dito sa 1 to 8, meron ditong 180 day feast. Right. Wow. Uh, wow. Ilang buwan ba yon? May nakasamate. Six months yan. That's, half a that's year. That's half a year na walang ginawa si Cerses except to... Enjoying themselves. Enjoying themselves and displaying his wealth. And um, the, the author does not explain to us why. Pero itong si Herodotus nga, na historian, did mention something about Cerses displaying his wealth for for about half a year. At meron palang dahilan yun. And he said it was aimed to show that Xerxes could make good on his promise to win the war against Greece. Kailangan ng background to eh. Kasi itong tatay niya, si, si Darius, lumaban na yan sa mga Greeks. Pero natalo. Right. Gustong bumawi ngayon ni Xerxes. Right. And what he did was to attract, you know, support. Kailangan sabihin niya sa mga tao na, look, How powerful I am. Uh, join my war effort. Join my war effort and I will reward you. Right. Uh-uh. Siyempre, may inganyo kang sumali. Yun nga lang may problema tayo. Because we know, according to history, ano nangyari kay Xerxes okay. na siya sa Greece. <laughs> All right. So now, let me discuss that part then. This is uh, some dates then. He had a half a year feast. Yeah. And it was for a campaign to fight against the Greeks. Right. There will be three battles. Uh-huh. And the first one is yung Thermopylae in 481 BC. That would be in the movie or graphic novel movie 300. So he circuses doon yung... Itura niya doon. Medyo. Medyo weirdo. Yeah. Pero yun yung, uh, yung historical battle na yun. That's the battle that they are building to. Mm. And Xerxes won that battle. Uh, I mean, you can say it's a Phyric victory, but in the end, they won. The second one is in the year after, which is in the sea battle in Salamis. Okay. That would be in the movie 302. Yeah. Yan, 600, di ba? Yung battle na yon, natalo sila Xerxes doon. Okay. And then the last one was in Plataea. Plataea, I think? Okay. In the year after, that... Walang, walang movie to. Pero doon, wala. Talagang routed sila. Wala. Uwi si Circus right. ng pera. Ito yun. So, anong nangyari? Yung sinasabi mong gera na yan na natalo sila, that happened four years after this campaign. Grabe. Nakakaawa sila. So, the irony, the irony of this lavish display of his wealth is really lost on modern readers like us. Kasi hindi natin alam yung nangyari pa lang yun. Mm. So when you, the original readers, of course, would have known this. But for us, modern readers, nawawala na tong yung importance right, nito uh. na that this is really presenting an irony. Diba? O, o ngayon, eto, ilagay natin, let's put ourselves in the shoes of the, of the first readers of this book. Anong papasok sa isip mo? Knowing all these facts. Considering na parang they're, they're showing all this wealth and the war effort, mm. it'd be interesting to see na parang, eh, wala naman pinuntayan eh. Talo naman yun eh. Wala naman nangyari, di ba? Parang nakakaawa. All In, that for nothing. Uh, all that for nothing. Oh. Nagyayabang ka, yung pala, talunan ka pa rin sa mm. gera. In fact, itong si Xerxes depleted most of his royal treasures, his royal wealth, after this war. Now, it also reminds me of 
I have another reference here. It's Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles, and so on and on. Anyway, ang ibig kong gustong pakita dito sa Psalm 2, you know, these powerful people think they have all the wealth, the military technology, and everything, and they think that they're all... It'll save them. That it'll save yeah, them. Yeah. Ang sinasabi dito sa Psalm kasi, that the kings and rulers of the earth really do not acknowledge Yahweh. They don't acknowledge God, and they have no allegiance to Yahweh. And therefore, any leader, any ruler who doesn't align himself with God is really his enemy. And God will cast off his lordship or his leadership. Tatanggalin niya lahat yan. So talagang walang permanent dito sa mundo na to. Okay, meron pang isang kapuna-puna dito sa verses 1 to 8. And this is the very lavish description of the palace. Yeah, that would hmm. be verses 6 to 8. Yan, 6 mm. to 8. No? Very lavish description of the palace which is very unusual in the, in, in the biblical narrative. Kasi pag, when they're describing a place or a building na talagang napakaganda, very lavish, that's how they would describe the temple. Yes. Pero dito, for the first time, a palace of a Gentile was described in, in such a manner. Mm. Pero bakit kaya? Anong gustong, ikaw yung original reader? Like, binabasa mo, iisipin mo, teka, sa aming... Sacred writings, hindi dapat ganito ah. Parang uh, temple lang ang, ang dinidescribe ng ganitong, mm. sa ganitong paraan. So if you're one of the original Hebrew readers, how would, you, how would this impact you? Parang isipin mo na dapat yan yung sa amin na. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like a slap on the face. Oh, it's like a slap so, on yeah. the face. Eh, diba, eh, na-exile sila, diba, and everything. Uh-huh. And parang, this should be us. Right. Why is this... Yung Kaiser sees. Oh, uh, parang masakit nga naman. Ano, uh, na, dati, pag binakabasa ako ng ganito, it would refer to the temple and, and we're bl- because we're so blessed by God. Pero ngayon, bakit parang yung, yung kaaway pa, a Gentile, mm-hmm. is blessed? Let me also read this passage in 1 Kings chapter 9. I'll begin with verse 5. I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. So I, as I promised David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. And they're really holding on to that, that mm. they will have a kingdom yeah. that will last forever. And meanwhile, they're in exile. Mm. But, verse 6, if you or your descendants turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I have given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them and will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. Mm-hmm. Kaya nga, masakit. Tulad yung sinasabi yeah. mo, Ben. Mm-hmm. Masakit. Dapat tayo yung nage-enjoy ng ganitong klaseng yeah. mm-hmm. wealth. Pero dahil, ba't sila na-exile? Because of exactly that. Because the, they disobeyed yeah. God. Grabe, everything is just so fleeting. No? Yung mga ganyang bagay. But the only thing that will really make things permanent and stable in this life is our relationship to God. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, ito yung mga bagay na minsan we, 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 we miss because we fail to see things first. When you're studying scripture, you have to begin to read it through the eyes of the first readers mm-hmm. of the book. Any other thoughts that you, you just want to add to 
what we have so far I think, covered. I think it's also establishing the you know the 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 mood of the time. Yeah. Which is opulence and power. Yes. And uh, as we'll see in the next few verses, parang machismo dominance, yeah. mm-hmm. diba? mm-hmm. parang macho, yeah, yeah. macho rulership thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next uh, yeah. segment. All right. So okay. we're now at nine, all the way to twenty-two, which is one. I think it's basically one scene. Mm-hmm. So it starts with Queen Vashti also gave a banquet right. for the women, and then pirata si Queen Vashti. Ito na, ito na yung medyo mainit na parte dun sa kwento kasi ito na yung may conflict. Alright, so let's move on to verse 9 to 22. 22. Okay. okay, ano ba yung nangyayari dito ulit? Si Vashti has a banquet for all the women. Uh-huh. So parang, oh, uh-huh. girls only party. Girls only. Guys only party. Tapos yung guys, may party rin sila. Yeah, and then uh, si Xerxes called Queen Vashti. Yeah. Commanded yung eunuchs niya to, to call, to bring Vashti. Pero ayaw niya. Ayo niya. And then, big issue. Ayo pumunta ni Vashti dun sa party ni Sorsis. Mm. But we're not told why. O sige nga, ano yung mga conjectures nyo? Bakit kaya? There's Kasi a... wala naman sinabi eh. So, manguhula talaga tayo dito. Oh, there's a several reasons, I think, from what I read. It could either be because it's Persian custom not to... For yung, yung women... To mingle to with... Not uh, mingle in an uh, all-male party uh, thing, uh, I think. Uh, maybe. Uh, okay. Not to mention... It's it's really against the custom. It could yeah, be. Yeah. that. And then... But because Xerxes was doing it, and he was doing it because he's half drunk, so maybe he's not right. thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. And Vashti would probably be thinking about it. Like, he'll, he'll get over it when he's sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, or second, though, she could be pregnant with Archaxerxes, which is yung son. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And then the third one... Sabi daw, she was asked to come to be displayed with the crown and with nothing else. Of course. So, kind of like, uh-huh. pinapakita lang ni Xerxes kung gaano yeah. kaganda yung misis niya. Yes. But but whatever the reason was, yeah. and we're not really... There's, yeah, we're, there's no sure reason eh. But uh, I guess so, it's not as important, the reason. Right. But the point is, she Did disobeyed not. the king. Eh, ano naging resulta nitong disobedience na to? She disobeyed the king in a public space. Right. And who were there? All the generals, the governors, the yeah. key people in his government. Oh, right. These Empire, are the most basically. important yeah. people in the government. Yeah. For, for the war trying effort. to get their uh, support. Right. Yeah. Wow. Trying to get their support. But look, your own wife wouldn't support you. Ang sakit nun kay Sorsis. Right. Okay. Siyempre, na-insulto si Xerxes, and therefore, what happened next? Yeah, there's uh, in verse 15. According to law, what must be done to Queen Vashti? Interesting. Nagtanong muna siya, according to law, ano bang dapat gawin? Yeah, she has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken. Tapos yung si Memukan replied, Queen Vashti has done wrong not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces. Okay, damay, damay na. Ah, damay, damay. But it really just offended the king. And then that escalated quickly. <laughs> How did he approach it? Unang-una sabi niya, meron ba na-violate dito na batas? He's a very legalistic guy. Diba? Ganun agad siya eh. Anong na-violate dito? Ah, interesting. Kaya mm, tingnan yeah, mo, na-escalate agad yeah. yung problema. Kasi lahat dinamay na. Ito namang memuka na to. <laughs> ba? Itong memuka na to, bigla na lang sumagot talaga na sinabi niya na lahat sinaktan niya. But is that really true? Probably. It's, 
I think it's exaggerated talaga. Medyo exaggerated. Yeah. Pero tinan mo, sino ang nadamay tuloy with this decree? Yeah. I think all the people of the land. All the married women. All the yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. All the wives. All the wives, all the wives. therefore, would now have to forcibly be to respect submitted. their yeah. husband. All the women will respect their husband from the least to the greatest. That's verse 20. Okay, what is weird about this decree? I found it so weird because how can you force somebody to respect you? Yeah. Respect is given freely. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's earned. Uh-huh. Yeah, you it's have earned. to earn. Yeah, it, respect is earned. Yeah, if and you, yet, yeah. if you force a respect from someone, that's no longer respect, that's coercion. But we understand that. That kind of culture, being Filipinos, medyo hierarchical din yung ating kultura. And therefore, we have this kind of expectation. Minsan nga, respect sa atin, pinipilit eh. Basta sinabi ng tatay mo, sundin mo, tatay mo yan. Period. Mm. But this is abuse. This is really abuse of authority. Mm. Di ba? Kita yeah. mo naman nangyari, lahat na lang ng mga mm. misis sa buong, sa buong kingdom, or the entire empire, would be punished for this. And it's forced, forced upon them. Like, like what you guys said, respect has to be earned. Okay, but this subservience to women reflects something about the leadership style of these men. What can you say about the way they wield their power and their influence? What can you say about that? Uh, what I find interesting dito rin is that alpha male party. Okay. Na lahat sila lasing. Tapos parang, Kailangan! Kailangan! Tama. Parang gano'n. Nagpapalakihan ng muscles eh. And I think it's, uh, I think that's the type of leadership they have that they're waving around their power. Yeah, I think it's like, it reflects the insecurity. Yeah, kasi parang when you're insecure, you, you compensate and you end up overcompensating with force. That's a very good point. Because remember, napaka-insecure na talaga nitong si, si Cerseus to begin with. Because he was really trying so hard to gain the confidence and the trust of, of his of his powerful people, yung may prank sa kanila. Mm. Kasi, gusto nga niyang talunin na talaga yung mga right. gulags. Mm. Diba? Uh, pero totoo yan, lumalabas yung insecurity. Kaya nga biglang, the way he addressed the problem was, anong batas ang na-violate? Mm. But let, let, let's just look at scripture. Would you read Matthew 20, 25, and 26? And then, Ben, could you read, would you please read John chapter 13, 12 to 17? All right, so Matthew 25, 26. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not right. so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be great among you must be, must your, servant. be your servant. So this is the exact opposite of what we have so far seen. Right. Right? Uh, okay. Ben. All right. John 13, 12 to 17. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Right. Blessed are you if you do them. And do what? Do what exactly? To serve. 
to serve. serve. Yeah. And what did Jesus do? This is a Passover. He right. uh, washed dinner. the disciples' feet. Grabe. Oh. And who would only, who 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 would do that? Right, just the slaves. Slaves. Yes. Yeah. And he being the leader. Did the most unexpected the thing. <laughs> the king. In fact, king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, the they still king, didn't, yeah. didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah, about oh, him. Oh. But at least he's the rabbi. He is. He, they look up to him as their leader. But yeah. he did the the most unexpected thing. Nahugasan yung paa. Eh, nung araw pa naman, ang dumi-dumi na mga kalsada yeah. dyan sa... All dusty. Sa dusty, tapos may mga kung ano-anong naiwang... And there's no pedicure. Wala. <laughs> Walang foots pa nung araw. Walang and then you pa. wash the feet of your disciples. Right. Grabe to, this is really very radical. Okay, this is just chapter one, and there are so many themes that we've seen so far. Mm. And... One is when we started, you know, reading the chapter, this display, six months displaying his wealth. It's really a story about reversal of human fortunes. That's one theme that we've seen. Or even just the vanity of world, of worldly power. Yung bang ginawa nila na nagwagat ng decree, dinamay kung sino-sino. The abuse of worldly power. And um, again, in chapter one, wala tayo nakitang just dyan. Well, right? He, yeah. he was, uh, wasn't mentioned at There's all. No mention of God. So, what what does this chapter tell us about these themes? Unahin natin yung reversal of human fortunes. Ano nakikita natin dito? What lesson can we learn from from this? From that, it's something like no matter how much power worldly thrones have. Eventually, reversal yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's only one throne that will last forever. That's true, and that is why scripture scripture tells us not to hold on to things which moth and rust will destroy. Yes, yes. Lahat yeah. yan mawawala. This mm. world is everything in this world is fleeting. Mm. Right. This world is passing away. It's, it will eventually be gone. Dal papalitan nito ng something more permanent. Mm. Oh, what about the the vanity of worldly power. Kita mo naman kung paano in-exercise yung power nila, di ba? Palagang gumawa agad ng patas. You know, let's do this and punish and punish everyone or yeah. all the women. <laughs> it's, it's funny, no? I mean, you'd assume that a person who has so much power would be more secured of himself. And because of all that security and all that loyalty that he can now demand from his subjects would be able to think Straight. Yeah. Think more calm. Yeah. Well, but considering that they were drunk. <laughs> well, that also. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let me just explain something about drunkenness. Importante sa kanila, especially when they're having a, making important decisions, they have to be drunk. Kasi yung alak na yan will connect them to the spirit world, which will give them guidance as they make decisions. But of course, we know that's really stupid. <laughs> when you're drunk, hindi ka makakagawa ng tamang decision. But look. Kaya pala wines and spirits. Kaya wines and spirits. Kaya sabi ni Paul kay Timothy, konti lang. Konti lang daw. Sa akin, I think one of the interesting things is that kasi chapter one is setting up the narrative mm. to Esther and what's going to happen. And I yeah. think like most of our readers probably have read Esther and yeah. know what's going to happen next. This is like setting up the story. Ito yung chura, ito yung ginagawa ng mga men in power. Yeah. And you'll see really see that women are powerless dito. Right. And may decree pa, which plays a big role in I think what Esther's going to do. 
Right. Yeah, that, that's a very, very good point. I, I think people who have so much power, kinakawawa talaga nila, yung mga powerless. Mm-hmm. Lalo pa nilang kinakawawa yun. Look, the women in the Persian kingdom, kinawawa nila. Mm-hmm. I think this is really the tendency of, of people who have so much power in their hands. They really get corrupted. Yeah. And they abuse the powerless. Pero ito eh, hindi natin nakita ang Diyos dito eh. But is God there? Of course. In the story. Paano niyo masasabi yan? We'll see in the next two <laughs> chapters. <laughs> But in chapter one alone, was God there? Was He at work? Did you see Him working? If you know the spoilers. <laughs> yes, but even if you don't know the spoilers, but at least the historical background, knowing that this is about the reversal of the story of Circe's, the reversal of his fortunes. I think that's where, for me, I think that's where I see the inscrutable work of God. Yeah. As the author is setting it up, God is also setting up the, the scenes. Eh? And this is an actual historical event. Right, mm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And God is there, working. Hindi siya nawawala dyan. Akala natin, gumawa lang siya ng decree, nalasing siya. Akala lang natin, nagalit siya kay Vashti. And akala lang natin, si Vashti just simply disobeyed Circe's. No. It's all about God. Build up. Oh, oh mm. working in the background. Right. And of course, this will be clearer. In the next few chapters. In the next few chapters. All and right. I guess that's it. Hope you guys uh, learned something. And we'll see you on Esther 2. Okay. Thanks. Right. See ya. Thanks for joining us in the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast. If you want to know more about our ministry, email us at ucminterface at gmail.com. Join us in Union Church of Manila, Rada Corner Legaspi, Makati City.